Hello, welcome to the Happy Startup School webinar series. I keep on changing the name of this. It was Happy, Happy Startup School TV, Happy TV, now it's Happy Startup School webinar series. Anyway, it's the Happy Startup School. And this month, uh, we, we do a series of uh, webinars each month uh, based on the themes that are part of our community. So um, for those of you who don't know about the Happy Startup School, we are a community of entrepreneurs that look at building businesses not based just purely on profits, but also on purpose and passion. Essentially trying to find that balance between meaning and money. Um, we have a community, a global community now of purpose-driven entrepreneurs. And what we're trying to do is support these people by connecting them with the knowledge and the people that they need to push their ideas forward. Uh, essentially to make them feel they're not alone when they're not uh, in the business world that seems to be full of people just out there for the money. So anyway, thank you very much for joining the webinar. Uh, this month at the Happy Startup School, it's Productivity Month. Uh, and there's going to be a bit of a theme here today around building social enterprises, sustainable social enterprises. And today I'm joined by, and the, the way the screen works, I think it's up, <laughs> by Offer from Israel. And he is the founder of an organization called, called Esco Center. And we'll be talking a bit more about that. But before we start, uh, if you do join, please send, uh, introduce yourself on, if you're on Zoom, could you introduce yourself on the chat channel? Just tell me your name, where you are. It's good to know who's around and what the, um, yeah, what kind of brought you here to watch this. It'd be really interesting. And then also uh, during the webinar, we also have a Q&A section if you're watching this via Zoom where you can type your question. So if you have a question, during the webinar that you want to pose, put it there and then we're going to try and answer those questions at the end. If you're on Facebook, post a question as a comment. And so I've got my laptop down here, so I'll be flicking between Facebook and Zoom, just checking if there's any comments or questions and we'll try and either, if they're relevant while we're talking, we'll try and answer them then. Otherwise, we're going to try and save everything to the last. So I think that's all the housekeeping there. Um, so yeah. I think we're going to kick off now. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to let Offer tell a little bit about him, why he's, why have found himself working with social enterprises in the first place and, and kind of where he came from. So um, over to you, Offer. Yeah, great. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a huge pleasure and we met on Brighton a few days ago and now we're meeting again online. Great. Well, I have to say for your uh, uh, question, why does why does I do it? Uh, well, it's one word. It's meaning. Well, six years ago, I started to search for a meaning to my doing, and I come from a, quite a long uh, business career um, back in Israel. I worked a lot uh, in the restaurant ma uh, market, uh, work with the uh, restaurants, bars, pubs, uh, the, the, the night, uh, nightlife of uh, Israel. And after a few years, uh, I started to think what I'm going to do when I be big, what I'm going to do when I be older. And it was when I was like 30 years old. And then I understood that I wanted to, to do something meaningful. And I discovered the social business, the social enterprises uh, uh, market. And I just understood 
this is the meaning I've been looking for. And I had the lucky to meet my, co my, my partner and, and the co-founder of uh, ESCO, uh, Mr. Neil Gordon. And we just decided to open up ESCO Center as a mission-driven mission uh, institute that's aiming to build social businesses in Israel and to help others to learn and build social businesses um, again in Israel. Cool. And so those you, I can remember when we were talking when you were down here in, in Brighton, there was this journey, you, you're doing business, you wanted to find a bit more meaning, finding a bit more purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of said, actually, particularly in Israel, you were saying is like, there isn't the, the same track. There's like a track most people are on and you were trying yeah. to get off this track. I'm going to give a bit of a background of how, where you, how, what, what kind of context you had to work in when you're trying to move into more social business. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's important to, to say that in Israel, there's non-regulation about social businesses. I mean, we've been working with the government and there's more uh, organizations that help the government to try to describe what is a social business in Israel. So we're kind of working in a, in a, in a wild uh, market, in a wild area. And in Israel, you, you have a basic routine. You graduate your high school, you go to the army. After the army, you go for your big trip, then university, and then your career. And if you want to make money, you open a business or you're working in a business. And the meaning of that career is only maximize profit, maximize money. And if you want to do something good, you go to work to, uh, with a charity or open a charity or an NGO. And that's it. And if you chose the path of NGO, of charities, you understand that your wage is going to be probably very low, that you're going to be, um, you, you have to establish your uh, doing on donations and volunteers. And every little financial crisis in Israel <laughs> caused more and more charities to shut down. And basically, six years ago, we just, had a big question mark and asked herself, this is the reality? This is the future we want to do? Like you have only those two choices. And we understood that social business or social enterprises is, is the next level, is the next answer to doing good and doing money together. But we still have a lot of people to convince that this is actually the next level or the right way. Cool. And um, I think one of the things that is interesting about what you're doing uh, or stepping into this from, from what you're doing in the restaurant business and the much more mm -hmm. commercial side of things, uh, and this is a, a challenge for most people who, who start their own businesses, you're not doing this on your own. You, you, you've had to find co-founders. Um, mm -hmm. That's always a challenge for people. There's always trying to, how do I find my co-founder? How, how is it that you, you found the co-founders that you worked with? Mm. Well, my partner have a, a saying, he says to find a co-founder or a true partner is like finding your love, love of your life. <laughs> it's like to find your girlfriend or your uh, wife. It's, it's quite a, a hard task. And 
through those years, we have a lot of um, um, people that work with us. We have a lot of uh, um, relationships that didn't went all the way. And to find a partner, it's quite a, a, quite a hard task. But I, I think in in the minute you find someone that that is driven like you, that is passionate like you, it's something that naturally happens. And I do believe that if you want to run fast, run by your own. If you want want to run away run for a long term run in a group find the people that can help you that you can rely on them and then your success rate will uprise and i felt that a lot in the last six years actually i decided that um i'm not going to do non-project nothing by myself and i don't know if it what's the situation in england but in israel Everyone wants to be a self-made man, a self-entrepreneur. And the first thing or the second thing we ask is, do you have a partner? If the answer is no, let's find you a partner because your project, the success rate of your project will be rise. Cool. No, I think I like that. And also when we were talking, it was really interesting that when you it sounded like kind of love at first sight. <laughs> Taking that analogy when you've met one of your partners, it was because you were so clear about what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. It was very clear who you wanted on board yeah. with you. All we needed is one shot of espresso and a club soda and that's it. We we realized we were aiming to the same targets and but it it, it it's it's a bumpy road, you know. We have our uh, ups and downs and we have a few more partners. Actually, it's like uh, two more partners that we've been working along those years. But me and Nir are the co-founders, the the heart of the organization. And again, it's 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 a relationship. Um, but the best thing about this relationship that, that I know when I have low energy or have uh, massive challenges, I, I can rely on him. I, he can help me both psychologically, both uh, um, uh, in the work, uh, actually. Um, so it's a great thing to have a, a true partner. That's fantastic. It's a must have. <laughs> so going into uh, ESCO itself, uh, mm -hmm. Um, when we were talking, you said you had kind of had three strands to the organization at the beginning yeah. um, and you were trying to test things out. Do you want to talk a bit more about how it started and what things you were up to? Well, uh, as this first step, we opened up a school for social businesses. We wanted to teach the people of Israel how to think differently, that you can actually um, open an enterprise that... Uh, will bring you money and a mission driven that will help you to fulfill um, a social dream or environmental dream that you have and we had uh, a yearly program and an accelerator and a, a, like a pre-program for people that want to just to hear about social businesses in israel and uh, around the world and uh, and and aside of this school, we realized that our deepest passion is 
to actually build social businesses and to act as an agency to build projects with charities in Israel and with uh, private uh, entrepreneurs. And after like three years, we measure our success both in financial way and both in, um, in social way. Like we measured our impact and we discovered that while we're doing a lot of money and we're succeeding financially, we're not succeeding in building more sustainable social enterprises in Israel. So we took a harsh decision, a hard one, and we decided to kind of shift the school or even to close it and move to the agency model, work on few projects a year, like three to five projects, but to work with those projects or on this project in a hands-on approach. So we're actually working in the field, in the market with entrepreneurs or with or for the charities and realized that our success rate bounced incredibly. So it's kind of, you're working on a few projects, but the, but the quality is much better. And instead of teaching, we're actually teaching and doing the, the tasks and the missions uh, with, uh, with the people that approach us, with the customers. And we believe in a learning by doing method, a hands-on approach method, and slow entrepreneurship, like long-term planning, strategically uh, planning, and not what I'm going to do tomorrow, and how can I do a three-month accelerator, and that's it. It's like magic, and I'll have a social business at the end. It doesn't work like that, actually. And so with the school, you're saying you weren't seeing enough businesses actually going forward or entrepreneurs going forward and building their businesses. Was there any particular pattern you saw as to the ones that didn't seem to, to, to continue? Well, we, we realized that the ones that continue are more passionate, more experienced, and more uh, they aiming to more clear targets like they know what they want to achieve they know how their dreams look like exactly looks like and the other uh, the other customers or people uh, uh, they learned a lot they had a great experience but at the end of the courses or the programs, they, they stand on, on a, like a, a, a kind of a crossroad and didn't yet decided what actually the, the next step is gonna, do, gonna be. And in order to really open a social enterprises, mainly in Israel, you have to be very, very ready for that. It's a huge decision. And not all, all of the people are ready for that decision. So it sounds like a very strong clarity because it seems like they're all very capable people. You're giving them the same kind of training. Yeah. But this real kind of understanding of what their vision for the future was and, and what they stood for was quite important. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Cool. And so um, 
you were over here you were over you are still over here in the uk uh visiting various social enterprises and hubs to learn a bit more about how it works here in the uk in social mm -hmm. enterprise so yeah. who have you met and what kind of interesting stories have you heard mm. about successful sustainable social enterprises wow i met a lot of uh, organizations uh, i met few social enterprises and well, first of all, I decided to do this trip because I, I realized that um, each year I have to stop from what I'm doing in Israel and have another point of view and hear other people on other countries in order to develop and, and learn from their success or failures. That's the reason I'm here in London this year and I've been here three years ago. Um, and I met like organizations that working only for two years and organizations that been around for decades. Uh, the most impressive one uh, is the meeting that I had yesterday with Clarity Charity, um, a charity that helps blind people. And they actually since they established like 150 years ago they've been thinking as a social enterprises like how they can build a sustainable financial model from selling products or services but i met them in order to learn about their uh, last uh, business model uh, that called the soap company they actually um, produce luxury soap uh, for uh, B2B, like uh, we're working with uh, corporates, restaurants, and uh, other business organizations, and of course, selling B2C business to customers uh, online and over 20 shop spots uh, over the UK. And it was an amazing meeting because uh, they act as a high level business they have great marketing skills a great productivity line and they do everything in order to maximize their social impact to help more and more blind people to hire them to help them in uh, uh, life skills to help them to find um, a job in the open market and you can see the balance between making money and a really big turnover, yearly turnover, that reinvested in the uh, social missions, the social goals, and they act wonderfully. That's fascinating. And I can remember when we were talking earlier, you were, you were saying they're very, they really know who their customer is and what they yeah. want, and they can use the, the social impact side of things mm -hmm. when they need to, to attract the right customers. That's one of the beautiful things that's happened all over the world. Like um, people uh, will prefer to buy a, an impact product, um, but it has to be um, a, a very good product uh, in a fair price. And when they look on the back and can see that there is an impact for that product, they would prefer this product from another corporate product or something like that. And when I talked about it with Lucy from Clarity, she mentioned that 
um, that their customers are looking forward to buy their products because it's a high level product. Again, it's a fair price and they can deliver the message of the social impact to their customers. Like for an example, restaurants that need some um, soaps to their restroom um, or cleaning products for their uh, toilets. And they say they buying from soap company, from Clarity, because their customers walk into the toilet and see a, a, a wonderful high quality soap that makes impact and they, they, they think to themselves, great, I'm gonna come back and eat here. I'm gonna come back and enjoy this place because I, I understand this place is both, it's give me a, a very good business value and it's also a social uh, a, or a community driven. So it's kind of an advantage from the, that restaurant. So it sounds like what you need to bear in mind as a social enterprise, you need to create a good product. You need to create a high quality product that serves the need of the customer. But um, if you can do that in a way that also uh, you can show the social impact you're doing by, by creating this product, that's where you can start finding this balance. Mm -hmm. From what I learned in the last six years that cause marketing is, is an amazing thing. And people is looking to, to do an impact. But first of all, your product or your service have to be top end. It have to be excellent and fair priced. And if you do that and also you deliver and market your, uh, the impact, um, the customer will prefer yours, uh, pro your product, eventually. So um, you've been working for a while now with social entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice would you give someone who, who's very clear about the, the impact they want to create or the social good they want to create, um, but maybe not so clear about the business side and the product? Hmm. How would you advise that person? Well, two things. First of all, you have to be professional. I mean, you're gonna open up a business. So plan and locate or um, get the people that can help you, the professional people. And don't just go and do it by yourself and, and make a lot of mistakes, you will, you will make mistakes, that's okay. Uh, it's a human thing and it's an excellent thing to do mistakes and learn from them, but you can, you can, uh, um, you can minimize your mistake range by working with people that been there done that. So don't be shy, ask for help, um, work with organizations that that's what they deliver, that's what they do, they help other entrepreneurs. The, the second thing is you should realize that entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is kind of a roller coaster. There's no A to B roadmap. Entrepreneurship is, is yeah, you, you can plan, but each day is a new adventure. You have your highs and lows, and you have to be ready for that, both professionally and emotionally. So it's 
not getting too fixed on the ideas that you're 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 planning out and mm -hmm. that sounds like kind of being quite open to spotting new opportunities and mm -hmm. uh and seeing where you can you can deliver value and yeah but still being very clear it sounds like i don't want to sort of like put words in your mouth but there still need to be clear about the social impact you want to create mm -hmm. well we're working, um, for example, with the Lean Canvas model. It's all over the world. It's very popular. And over the Lean Canvas, actually, physically, over the Lean Canvas, when we work with it, we write down the, the, the social mission, the social goals that we want to achieve, why the hell we are doing, why we're going to this adventure. And this is kind of a guideline. And after that, you can work your way or plan your way with the, the, with the canvas. And, and, and yet again, remember that although it's marked, uh, uh, this is the first phase and this is the second phase, in the real life, it's, it's kind of, a, again, a roller coaster. Um, you can go from square to square and have some answers about, who is my customers and what's the value offer for them and uh, go to a, a target group or a market research and have a, a, a answers that you have to go back and ask yourself again, Are, this, is my, this is really my customers? Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I have to reconsider, replan it. And so again, you have to plan, you have to work with professional tools. And, but remember, it's not, it's not like you're using city mapper or ways that you have the, the stations on the way and it's a, like a, a straight line. So it's like having a clear understanding of your vision, the purpose, what you're trying to achieve in a, a broader than just making money. And mm -hmm. then within that, those parameters, experimenting and being open to the changes that happen when you're trying to build a business that people not exactly. only care about but will buy your product exactly yeah and it sounds nice if you're if you're clear about the vision and the impact you could potentially sell anything <laughs> as long <laughs> as, as it, it's within the remit of, of of within the vision of actually achieving this social impact well no <laughs> <laughs> because what we realize that if you don't have a, a very good product or if you don't realize, if you don't understand what truly the needs of the market or the customers, it doesn't matter how socially you are, you won't sell. Like I give you an example. In Israel, there is a very popular model of a social restaurant that hire or give jobs to youth in risk. But actually, the restaurant market in Israel is horrible. The, the success percentage is so low that kind of only one out of 13 restaurants will survive the, the, the second year. I'm not talking about succeeding, only survive. But everyone wants to open a, a, a coffee shop or a restaurant for youth in, with risk and I youth in risk. And, and people don't realize that they have to find a good business model, a great uh, product or a, a, a service that the market truly needs, 
and then you have to to find a way to to um, you, you have to find a way to do it with the social cause combine uh, the two to combine them yeah yeah so it's 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 an extra layer of, of complexity yeah. but yeah. it feels it's definitely ends up being worthwhile if you can crack that solution if you crack that you if you find your perfect solution it gives you an advantage yeah that's fantastic mm -hmm. okay so um a little bit more about uh kind of your journey trying to push things forward trying to push esco forward we mm -hmm. can get very busy just trying to do things and make things happen and prioritizing for uh, i've seen with a lot of the people in our community sometimes knowing what is the right thing to do now can be a challenge and you live mm -hmm. in your head trying to find out how what should i do what's the best thing to do where am i going to be more effective rather than just being a busy fool when we were talking earlier one of the things that you were talking about was uh not just relying on yourself asking for help and you're yeah. talking before to me about mentors as well yeah yeah well one of the best things that happened to me and to my partners too is that we realized that if we're going to rely only on our own experience or mindset or thoughts and um, we have kind of a narrow point of view. And we decided that each year, um, every, every one of us gonna find himself um, a mentor or a few mentors, like someone that is very highly experienced, um, working for many years in, either in, a social organization or a business organization and me myself I have kind of three mentors every year um, someone to help me uh, with the psychological psychological uh, psychological background and someone to help me with my business skills and that I can gain from his experience and someone that knows very, very well the social market in Israel. And it's, it's been one of the best decision that we made. And before you do that, you have to put your ego aside. And again, in Israel, it's kind of a hard thing to do. To put your ego aside because most of the people knows that everything they don't need help and so the first step is to understand that you can do the, the road by yourself but why do it by yourself get the help of uh, others and then map who's those people that can help you under again under your mission under your value that you want to achieve that's cool Mm -hmm. so it sounds like it's very much about being very clear about where you're going and then by doing that you'll be able to know who to get on board and what to do to achieve that mission but yeah. having that real strong vision and clarity at mm -hmm. the beginning and i like your description of how you use the lean canvas and have the sort of the the social impact above it and it's very similar to what we're trying to do or what yeah. we're doing with the, the happy startup canvas and having that understanding of your vision purpose and yeah and and where you want to go as well as the mechanics of the business mm -hmm. 
great. Uh, so um, I'd like to ask, you know, with, with uh, people we talked to on, on our webinars, like, where are you, what help do you need? Where are you at at the moment? What, how can we help you at the Happy Startup School? <laughs> well, I, I, I think I came to London this time to learn from, from, um, from the experience of the, the, the people in the field, in, in that, that the daily challenge, they, they deal with the daily challenges probably mainly on how to to market their uh, the social enterprise how to raise funds how to get investors uh, and basically the, the same challenges uh, uh, that happened in israel and i i wanted to hear about what is the the the, the type model of of a, a social entrepreneur in in London, in England, and I wanted to hear how organizations in London um, manage to to increase their sales and and things like that. So it's more like a, 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 to hear about business skills and not on the social skills, like the the measurement and things like that. Cool. Okay, so anyone who who has uh, experience in um, creating business value within the social mm -hmm. enterprise scheme and how you know stories around that and how they've the challenges and successes they've had around that that would be an interesting thing for you to find out. When I've met Clarity, uh, I realized that their online marketing is very very developed. I mean, they're working very hard on their LinkedIn uh, marketing, Facebook marketing, online, uh, uh, generally online marketing. And when I talked with other uh, social enterprises, they told me it's like they put a lot of, um, they concentrating on their offline marketing, like how, how they're going to, uh, decorate their uh, shops or where to sell their products uh, next to the underground stations or uh, on main streets and things like that it depends of course on the of the uh, type of the social enterprise but it was a very interesting thing to, to learn and hear about the different models and uh, different type of marketing cool cool thank you so um, what I'd like to do is maybe there's a couple of questions here from uh, yeah. Frederick Vince, if you mm -hmm. didn't mind answering them. So the first question, uh, I think you maybe touched on it before, but he said, in your agency model, how do you mm -hmm. choose which charities to work for, or I assume social enterprises in this case, yeah. and how to balance impact and profit? Mm, excellent, excellent uh, question. Well, at the first years, we, we work almost with everyone that wanted to work with us and in order to realize which which is the best uh, prototype or the best uh, model uh, for a charity that we can actually deliver um, a value and realize that it's, it's supposed to be or it should be um, a medium charity medium-sized charity not a national size or either a small one a local one 
and that they kind of a business oriented. And when I say business oriented, they're not afraid to use words like market, marketing, selling, or a, a financial models, things like that. And with social ent entrepreneur, we realize that we are aiming for a bit more experienced entrepreneurs, age 30 to 50, something like that not um, younger ages and because the success rate uh, rise up when you work with someone that have been been through a few things uh, saw some things in his life uh, maybe he's already have a family so he's more driven um, he's more passionate to to gain money and the social impact of course and he's not afraid of uh, uh, taking some challenges or to invest money and time. So we're looking for more experience, both organizations and uh, entrepreneurs. Brilliant. Well, I think that's answered the question well. Mm. So uh, the next question was, uh, could you give an example of a project you are proud about? <laughs> and how did you help? Well, there are, there are two that I like to mention because uh, it's very, very fresh. Um, one of them called Salta. And this is a social enterprise that aiming to help uh, youth in, po uh, in poverty. And not only in poverty, that uh, in um, health risk because they don't, uh, they don't eat as much as they should uh, because their family is very poor uh, they're not accessible for uh, health healthy food and we actually have this yearly program that we're teaching them how to buy a low price healthy food how to build up a, a kitchen and how to cook a healthy meal and uh, how to cook for others not just for themselves and we give them uh, social skills, we give them uh, mentoring, we help them to, to gain a, a self-confidence. And eventually, you can see after a few months that those kids uh, know how to go with a budget to the supermarket to buy the, the healthier product, to go home and fix a, a healthy meal for them and for their family. And uh, so you can see the, the range of the impact is uh, rising from only from them to the family, to friends. And we work with the, the educational system in Israel. We work all over Israel uh, with schools and we help them to eat well uh, and, and buy uh, smart products uh, and it's amazing uh, social enterprises that, uh, that is on the market for like two years, already got a sustainable financial model. And right now we have uh, an investor, a, a, a huge corporate in Israel that want to invest in these social enterprises uh, in order to, to reach more places uh, in Israel. And the other example, is a, a social enterprise called, it's, it's a charity called um, Sorry, a lot of Chet, yeah, I know, it's, it's hard for you. 
And it's kind of a, a, a theater group in Israel that uh, develop um, theater tools for uh, teachers, healthcare uh, workers, uh, social workers, and uh, doctors that in the day-to-day -day working work have to uh, uh, need to, to, to manage through a, a, a high high risk or a high pressure the situations uh, and they help them to um, uh, like to, to build a, a advantage, a, advantage a skills um to walk through those situations um to rise up their productivity with uh, with ill people with students and right now the health system in israel in the government uh, uh, decided to invest in our model and to go to a one-year pilot with us in order to help hospitals uh, clinics uh, schools to gain those skills and uh, give a, a better uh, a better services to to the customers, to the students, again to the ill people. That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So I can see the passion behind that. You really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a baby, you know. It's like my babies, my kids. Yeah, I've been working with them for two, almost three years, and. Uh, we, we've been working together since it was a kind of a, a go-to-market go uh, model or a, even a, a just an idea. And, and you see in quite short term, in, in business point of view, of course, in a quite short term, you can see the success um, both financially and also you can see the, the, the impact, the social impact of uh, this model. Yeah, it's amazing. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I think that's really kind of given us a, a clear idea with examples and also kind of a high level view of what it takes to, to try and create sustainable social enterprise. And from what I hear, it's, you've got to have a good product. <laughs> business. Uh, but what you're trying to do is by having that good product, be able to have uh, a way to continuously deliver this social impact and not be dependent on just handouts and, and grants and, and yeah. the yeah, roller exactly. coaster of, of, mm -hmm. of funding, external funding. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, thank you again very much, Afa. Um, thank thank you, you for all of so you much. for watching. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch and uh, we'll find Great. out. Great. I love to. Thank you very much. Cool. And a big thank and a kiss and a hug to Vicky Bear from Minga that helped me to reach you guys and, and meet you. Uh, thank you, Vicky. It was, <laughs> it was a great adventure. Thanks to you. Love you. Brilliant. Okay, then. Well, thanks, Vicky, as well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Great. See you later, Have everyone. Bye-bye.